You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, everybody. Grant Napier on Listen Up. Hope that you are doing well. We are going to roll it right along here on this Tuesday. The Kings back home after losing last night to Golden State. Not only did the officials miss the call on Clay Thompson fouling Kevin Herter, which we all knew, but they also, in their last two-minute report, acknowledged that Steph Curry traveled with 16 seconds left in the game. So the Kings not only got screwed on the call by the non-call involving Kevin Herter, who should have been at the line for three free throws, but Steph Curry also traveled with 16.6 seconds left. What the hell is wrong with the NBA? Seriously. What is wrong with the NBA? How is it that, and I did a rant on this today. I mean, just think about the last few days. Right? Tyler Hero, game-winning basket against Sacramento, takes four steps. Right? Two nights later, Phoenix playing Portland. Jeremy Grant with a game-winning basket. Five steps. No travel, Cole. Last night, they missed a travel on Curry. And then Kevin Herter clearly was fouled. It's unbelievable to me. It really is. Now, maybe Herter doesn't make all three free throws. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball any more than you do. Maybe he makes all three and the Kings lose in overtime. I don't know. But I, here, here's what I do know. The officials in the NBA have not had a good week. And the NBA needs to have some type of mechanism to prevent what happened in the three examples that I gave you. Tyler Hero taking four steps. Jeremy Grant taking five steps. A clear, blatant foul. All right? Last night, Clay Thompson fouling Kevin Herter. It's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. All right, I want to hear from you. Give me a give me a shout. I'll put you right up on stage, and we can talk about this. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls. Why don't we get to uh, Dorian? Dorian, you'll start us off here. How are you, Dorian? 
Hey, Grant. It's a beautiful day in Sacramento. A little rainy. Thank you so much for doing the live stream last night. It was uh, really awesome to see so much, uh, so much of the community and so much response. It was really, really great. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Um, I don't think the officials are, you know, necessarily out to get to get to Kings. Like as you see all, all these Kings groups and stuff like that. I think, you know, it's, it's an, it's an emotional time. These guys are professionals, right? It's unfortunate that the calls are going the way they are for the Kings. It sucks. It's two games, um, which has been, you know, which is a, a big impact, you know, possibly later on in the season. But do you think that the league should have a rule where, you know, they're reviewing calls, you know, within the two minutes or at least giving a, a, a team another challenge if they successfully complete one? What are your thoughts on that? Because these, these are big calls. There need, yes. There needs to be a challenge uh, in that situation. Regardless of whether you've used your challenge or not, there has to be a mechanism to prevent Dorian, a team from getting screwed the way the three examples are that I just gave. It's not just Sacramento. It's going on in other teams, too. I mean, you know, again, I use Portland and Phoenix as an example. I mean, you know, Phoenix, think about them. I mean, they're, they were the number one seed in the conference last year, and they got screwed. You know what I mean? I mean, clearly, Jeremy Grant took five steps. So there, there needs to be a better system. Yeah. You can't have teams – you can't have a, a game impacted in terms of a win or a loss at the end of a game like that. It's just terrible. And and here's the other deal. How is it the officials are getting all these calls wrong? I mean, how does that happen, right? I mean, you know, Jeremy Grant taking five steps is not a very difficult call to make. Everyone knew that he walked except for the three officials on the floor. How does that happen? Yeah, I, t I totally agree, Grant. It's, it's unfortunate for the Kings. Um, you know, the Kings aren't good at home either, and they, they're going to be back home. So, man, I, I hope they don't, they don't, they don't lose these next, you know, three, four, five games that they have at home. You know, they play the Lakers in LA, but ah, uh, you know, we'll see. It's a, it's tough, it's tough, tough to be a Kings fan, but uh, always grateful. Thank you so much, Grant. I appreciate you. Thank you. Well, they're taking on a Cleveland team tomorrow, who you know only suffered their second loss of the season last night against the Clippers. That's going to be a very difficult game. No question about it. All right, let's move along. Let's get to uh, some other phone calls. When I put you up on stage, hit your microphone icon, and you'll be able to uh, talk with me right here on Listen App. All right. Again, uh, I don't know how to pronounce your name, but you need to hit your microphone icon. All right. I'm going to put you back in the audience, and then you can do the same thing over again. You can get familiar with your device, and I would love to hear from you. All right, let's get to uh, John right here on Listen Up. Hey, John, how are you, buddy? I'm doing all right, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. What's up? Uh, well, just talking a little bit about that, and I want to uh... – Agree with the first caller, man. That's cool of you to do that freaking night chat, you know. And I know it's freaking twelve thirty where you're at when you start that. So that's it's that's, all right, man. I'm happy to right. do it. I, I mean, listen, you know what, John? What have I been telling you all the time? I'm doing this show for the fans. I do love, I, you know do what I mean. You know, I, I, and here's the other deal, John. I mean, if the fans like yourself and others are going to listen, then I'm going to do it. If you're going to watch, I'm going to do it. So I'm going to do the same thing again after the Cleveland game. Uh, tomorrow night so for sure no problem it's freaking awesome grant i commend you and everybody everybody else does commend you for it and you know we all can't make every single one but the ones we can we do you know like we said um 
and as for the refer, the officials, they're all doing their best. I still, I've got to believe that, or I would never watch another game in my life. You understand? I believe that. Yeah, I do understand. That. Yep. Yep. So, but to blatantly miss calls like that, it, it blows me away. And look, and everybody says, I don't know if Herder would have made all three. Well, check it out. If he wasn't fouled, he may have made that three. So, you know, it goes, it goes all, every way, every way yep. from Sunday. So. It's a good point, John. It's a very good point. I mean, who knows? Maybe he makes the shot in all, you know, probably not. But, 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 but the point, you make a good point. Maybe he makes but it. Maybe that dude shoots lights out. Yeah, yeah. But maybe he makes it and it should have been one and the Kings end up winning by one. You're you're exactly right. You're preaching to the choir, Grant. That's exactly you, That's yep. exactly what I'm saying too, man. So, but that's why there are fouls. And it's, that's exactly why there are fouls. That's why there are referees. So it's super tough. I believe they're not out to get us, but uh, that's just what I have to say about it. And hey, realistically, after eight games, when I looked at the schedule, I thought the Kings would be five and three. I know it's nine now. However, but it's a it's been a very very difficult beginning stretch to the season, and I, I believe. Whoa, 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 whoa! You 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 mean you you mean three and five? And, 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 again, you just acknowledged that it's nine games, but you said five and three. You didn't expect the no, no, no. I meant three and five. Right. Five and right, three. Right. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. So, so now three and six. Yeah, I understand. Correct. It's been a very difficult beginning to the season, also, because you know, and it's not like every yeah. season is the same as the previous. We don't know. We didn't know the Jazz or Portland were going to be as decent as they appear to be. Granted, it is yep. early. It is early, but we didn't we didn't know they would have that decent a start. So, you know, it's so early in the season. Nobody, there's no reason for anybody to panic, for everybody to panic. I think, you know, we're, I still think we're on, on the right course or or the course correction has been made. And I think, I think that we're on the right course, but Hey, shit, Grant, how many years have I said this before? 16 in a row? Well, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, now seventeen. <laughs> yeah. oh, hey. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You have a good day. Okay, good to hear from you. Sean. Hey, one more thing, man. Did you hear? Yes. Uh, I I assume that you heard w- about the Colts and what Jim Ursay said today. Comment yeah, on I know. that. I, I want to hear your comment me. on that. Yeah, I'll get to it in a few minutes. No problem. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you, bud. All right, bye, bye. All right, have a good one. All right, you too. All right, let's move along. All right, let's see if we can uh, get back to uh, – uh, hey, how are you? How do you pronounce your name? Thanks very much for calling the show. Hey, Greg. Uh, it's pronounced Emiliano. Emiliano, thank you very much for calling. Go right ahead. No problem. Yeah, first-time caller, long-time listener. Miss having you here in uh, Sacramento, and you're the reason why I bought well, my, uh, my wife's engagement ring at the Diamond and Gold Vault back in the day. Oh, you know well, what? Good for you. I <laughs> Wow. You know what? You're awesome. Thank you very much. And, you know, I did their uh, ads for many, many years. And then, of course, uh, you know, they closed their business because he retired. But uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Anyway, what can I do for you? Yeah, no problem. Well, anyways, I made, I, mean, I live here in Stockton and we made the trip to the game last night in San Francisco. And I just want to say oh, wow. that we, we are spoiled with the Golden One Center. It's probably a, a one and done trip for me because... Uh, yeah, I left here at 4.30 and traffic started on the Bay Bridge. And we probably didn't get into the arena until about 7.15 p.m. And 
Wow. And just getting right, but to what, the, Okay, yeah. but you can't – but but I understand that, and I'm going to interrupt you for a minute. I understand the logistics of getting to the game is a little difficult, but what wow. did you think of the building? Did you like it, or, do you, or, or what were your thoughts about being there? Uh, I wasn't really too impressed, to be honest. Like, the only main feature that stood out was probably their big screen, their big uh, jumbotron. Right. But everything else seemed really yep. basic. It was closed corridors. It wasn't open, like, Golden One Center. Like, as soon as you walk into Golden One Center, you get that wow factor because you can see the court. You see uh, the Sierra Nevada Draft yep. House, and it's all open, and you just feel like a part of the yep. the game every time or full time. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I'm, I I didn't want to put words in your mouth, but I agree with you 100%. I think I, I, the Chase Center, it's nice, but it didn't blow me away. I I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice outside. It has good like architecture outside, but inside, is, it just seemed really basic. Yep. And, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that. What it did have was a, a loud... Uh, like a loud ambiance, like the old uh, Arco. It reminded me of the old Arco games. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just want to share that. And and uh, and uh, the Mias Quaida, I think I will see more of him in the future because he's. We need his rebounding. We need his uh, defensive presence. And I don't know what the rules are for the G League when you could bring a two-way player up, but I feel like he'll be a It'll be a big factor for the Kings in the future, hopefully. Well, listen, I really appreciate you calling the show and call again, okay? Yeah, All right, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, let's move along. Let's get to uh, Connor right here on Listen Up. Hey, Connor, how are you? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. What's up? So he asked me for two keys yesterday before the game, and I said, start the first and third quarters. They did terrible in that. And I said, need a big game from Harrison Barnes. Zero points. Can you believe that? Guy played 22 minutes. Not only that, he didn't even hardly rebound. I, I don't understand how that happens. I mean, that's just unbelievable to me. Yeah, I've seen some comparisons between, like, what Barnes is doing and what Keegan Murray is doing. I think there are two completely different scenarios. I mean, Barnes is out there, and he's not just struggling. He's an absolute non-factor. Well, Keegan Murray yesterday, I think, had seven rebounds. He's just in a little bit of a shooting slump, and you can work through that. But with Harrison Barnes, a veteran like him, I think it's time for a change in the lineup. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I mean, you know, we're now – what is tomorrow? Tomorrow is game number 10, and for the most part, Harrison has been underachieving in the first nine games, right? I mean, he has. I mean, that's just the reality. Yeah, I mean, he had, I think, one good game so far this year, and every other game, it's like you don't even recognize him anymore. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you, Connor. I'm with you. And then on the officiating last night, I mean, I was pissed after the game. I've obviously gotten some time to cool down, but, I mean, you can't tell me otherwise that if Clay Thompson was taking that shot, it would have been three shots for him no matter what. Of course it would. Absolutely. You're 100% correct. No doubt. I mean, I get that the NBA, like, favors star players and gives them a little benefit of the whistle, but, I mean, that's just – it's not right to me. And, and obviously there's some uh, – the officials call Kings games seems differently than other teams, but 
I mean, it's just getting old. I mean, we were two calls away from potentially having a four in a row. Well, you could also look at it the other way. That's true, but they easily could have lost to both Orlando and Charlotte as well. So I, I understand what you're saying, but they they probably didn't play well enough to win all four games. I mean, they look look at the scores at the halftime of all the games on the road trip, right? I mean, there was a very inconsistent road trip, Connor. And I understand you can point at officials and you can point at calls, but they didn't really play, in my opinion, consistently enough to win all four games. They just didn't. I think the most consistent game was yesterday's game. I think that was the best they played all year. But I agree. I mean, I guess I'm just saying that I wish they had a chance to win the, those two games at the end. I mean, they were basically stolen to the opportunity. I mean, we don't know if they would have won, if Herder would have made the free throws, or if the Kings would have won in the against Heat in overtime, but we'll never know. Amen. I'm 100% with you on that. I mean, looking at the schedule, it's not going to get any easier. I mean, Cavs are probably one of the hottest teams in the league, although they just lost to the Clippers, but... I mean, I don't know where this team hey, the reality the, the reality is that the Kings are what their record says they are. They're three and six. So, you know, the, the, it doesn't really matter whether you're playing a team like Orlando, who's the worst team in the Eastern Conference, or you're playing the Cavaliers. It really doesn't matter. I mean, the Kings need to play more consistently if they're going to get wins. Now, last night, I thought was their best performance of the year, and they lost. Okay. You got beat by Steph Curry. That's what happened. And you got screwed by the officials. But, you know, again, you, you you can't really look at the schedule, in my opinion, that much, Connor, because the Kings have a tendency to play to the level of their opponent. Yeah, I mean, the schedule on paper, looking at the Blazers and the Clippers game in the beginning of the year, those are two games I thought we should have been favored and obviously didn't win either of those. So, Yep. No question. Thanks, man. I really appreciate your call. Thanks, yep, Take care. Me. Bye-bye. All right, let's move along to uh, Jerry right here on Listen App. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Grant. How are you, sir? Jerry, I'm well. How are you? I'm fine, sir. Thank you. Hey, Grant, listen, uh, let me ask you. Uh, do you remember what year that was when they uh, when there was only two officials and they changed it to three? I don't know off the top of my head. But it's been pretty, uh, pretty long, right? I mean, but oh yeah, very long. One of the reasons why they went to three, so BS no calls like this stuff would uh, not happen. Yep. And so, yep. And so what happened? That's exactly why they did it. It's like, well, they 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 they're doing a bad job. That's exactly what happened. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, you saw it, I saw it, right. everybody saw it. They're they're missing calls at the end of games. Shouldn't happen. And Grant, uh, you say, um, I'm, Grant, I'm not saying that the Kings are a playoff team, but don't you think that these losses uh, now that they're having now, uh, uh, you always said that you know, um, it's a must-win game for this, must-win game, which I you know we're only through nine games, but you know what? These games are huge. They're huge. Of course they are. Yeah, they all count, Jerry. They all count. Uh, you know, three and six is three and six, regardless of how you get there. It's uh, – especially with you look at how teams that you didn't think were going to be that good this year, like Utah, like Portland, 
Okay, and even to a degree, San Antonio. Look at Oklahoma City for crying out loud. They're ahead of Sacramento in the standings. So, yes, 100% correct. And Grant, um, I'm going to follow up with Connor. Uh, he said that uh, the officials, they referee the games different for the Kings. Uh, well, you know what? This is. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that part. That part, I don't. I don't. I don't okay. agree that they referee differently for the Kings. I do not agree with that part. I right. don't. And Grant. Grant, I told you this maybe a couple weeks ago. I said, you know what? They they want they want respect. Go out there, win. All right. Leave all the excuses, this and that. Hey, what should have, could have, would have didn't happen. Go out there and win games on your own. Amen. I'm with you. Thank you, Jerry. All right, sir. Thank you. All right. Uh back to John talking about Jim Mercy. You know, they hired Jeff Saturday, Jeff Saturday as the uh, interim coach. And Last night, Ursay was going full board to defend the hiring of Jeff Saturday, who's got zero coaching experience in the NFL. Quote, want to bet against this guy? Put your money down. I'd love to see it because I know what he's about. There's no rule book that tells you now you should make a change. It's something from being in the league 52 years. It's intuitive. Unbelievable. I, it's a very strange hire. It is a very strange hire. That is for sure. Very strange hire with the Colts. All right. I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon. Raise your hand. Uh, and we will put you on. Kings and Cavaliers tomorrow. And again, we keep on talking about this, but... You know, as, as Jerry just said, these games all count. It's not like you get a do-over. It's not like you get a do-over. And you have to be a little concerned. You know, three and six is a very challenging start to come out of. doesn't mean you can't do it. I mean, but man, oh, man. Unbelievable. And last night, I'm with a lot of the callers, and I did the post game on this last night. I can't really get on the Kings for how they played last night. End of a road trip. Warriors had lost five in a row. I thought they played very well. By the way, uh, other football news. We talked about Jim Mersey. The Raiders have waived their former first-round pick, Jonathan Abram. Think about that. He had been the starting strong safety since 2019 when they drafted him. Man, the Raiders are a mess. He was the 27th overall pick in 2019. Gone. Right? The Raiders are a mess. They really are. They are an absolute mess. All right, by the way, I mean, we talked about this, but if you're joining late, the NBA has acknowledged in their last... Two-minute report that Clay Thompson did foul Kevin Hurd. We knew that already, all right? And the Kings lose by three points. Mike Brown said after the game, the NBA knows it's a foul, and basically all they'll tell us is they missed a call, but you still lost. Very true. He also said it's tough being a Sacramento King. Because Kevin got fouled, 
I just want at the end of the game somebody to step up and make the right call. A guy gets hit on the arm shooting a three, that's a foul. A guy takes six steps or three, four steps, that's a travel. 100% correct, coach. Absolutely 100% correct. Can't argue with that. 100% correct. Spot on. It's awful. Absolutely awful. Really. And now you look at the standings, which I like to do every day. In the East, Milwaukee and Cleveland are one and two. In the West, raise your hand if you had Utah with a record of 9-3 to start the season. Jazz are 9-3. and three. Then look at this. All right, one through six. You ready for this? Nine wins for the Jazz, seven wins for Phoenix, seven wins for Portland, seven wins for Denver, seven wins for Memphis, six wins for Dallas, six wins for the Clippers, and then five wins for eight, nine, and ten, New Orleans, San Antonio, and Minnesota. Here are your other teams that are ahead of Sacramento. Oklahoma City, four and six. Golden State, four and seven. So you're sitting in 13th place at three and six. Now, you could also say, well, wait a minute, Grant. They're even in the loss column with San Antonio and Minnesota at nine and ten. And I would go, you know what? Good point. But five and six is a hell of a lot better than three and six. And the Kings have the Cavaliers tomorrow, then on the road against the Lakers, who are not very good, but seem to be playing a little bit better. You know, a little bit better. I'm not ready to, like, jump on their bad wagon. But they've lost three in a row. Playing a little bit better. Playing a little bit better. And we always know that when the Kings play the Lakers, something always bad happens. Anybody out there want to disagree with that? When the Kings play the Lakers, something always bad seems to happen. The Lakers lost their last game to the Jazz 139-116. They lost to Cleveland 114-100. They lost to Utah 130-116. Before that, they had won against New Orleans in overtime and Denver. So, But first things first, Cavaliers tomorrow, uh, they are a really good team. Cavaliers might be the best team in the league right now. I hate to say that, but. They're really good. So, you know, again, it's you're going to have to play tomorrow night the way you did last night and hope that Steph Curry doesn't walk out of the locker room. Eight and two. You know what else I love about Cleveland? They guard you. They're only allowing 105.4 points a game. You want to know who is better than that in the East? Only Milwaukee. So they're going to come out and they guard you. Keep that in mind when you watch the game tomorrow or you go to the game. All right, again, if you want to come on the show, hit your hand icon, uh, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. I'll tell you what, I had a really fun time doing a show last night. 
on YouTube Live. So I'll do it again tomorrow night, all right? What the heck? If you all want to listen, watch, whatever the case may be, I'm going to do it. So tomorrow, right after the game against the Cavaliers, I'll be on YouTube Live, all right? All right. Again, I want to hear from you. Just hit your hand icon. I'll put you up on stage with me. All right. NFL last night, I told you that I thought Baltimore was getting on a move, right? I said, watch out for those Ravens in the second half of the season. I think Baltimore is, they're going to be good. They're going to win that division. Again, without being able to forecast injuries, they are going to win that division. And, you know, when you look at the National Football League, that division to me is one of the ones that I didn't think Cincinnati would be. And again, I'm not counting Cincinnati out, but I think Baltimore is going to win the division. You know, without Jamar Chase for a while, Cincinnati's five and four. Baltimore is six and three. Now, all of a sudden, in the AFC, Buffalo is only a whisker ahead of the Jets, six and two and six and three, respectively. Miami, six and three. I mean, think about that. The Jets and the Dolphins are six and three. Pretty amazing, huh? Even New England, they're not out of it. Think about New England. They've won two in a row. They're five and four. AFC South, Tennessee's five and three. AFC West, Kansas City, six and two. The Raiders are two and six. In between that, you got the Chargers and the Broncos. That's a two-team race. Comes down to the Chiefs and the Chargers. Philly's going to be in a dogfight in the second half with Dallas. 8-0, 6-2. Giants are 6-2 as well. I just, I don't see how the Giants can beat Philadelphia. I really don't. I, I don't see it. And by the way, the Giants have to play in Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. That should be a very interesting game. Minnesota's going to win the NFC North. NFC South is up for grabs. It's either going to be Tampa or Atlanta. And the NFC West is up for grabs. It's either going to be Seattle or San Francisco. So there you have it with what's going on in the National Football League. All right, again, I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon. I'll put you right on. And we can talk about whatever you want. And then tomorrow, of course, is Open Forum Wednesday. All right, let's move along and we say hello to Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the show today. How are you, buddy? Hello, Jeff. I'm here, Grant. Got bad weather, but I'm Go here. Ahead. Okay, buddy. Go hey, ahead. Uh, I'm sorry I had to join you late, but uh, I don't know if you talked about this yet or not. Tell, what's your take on this kid in the NHL? that was signed then he was way what's his name mitchell yeah you know what jeff i don't really have any comment on it i mean it, it's obviously a mistake by the bruins they cut him i i don't really have any comment to make on it i mean i don't know any more than you know based on reading it you ask me what i think it's just a team not betting their players enough that's all i have to say on it well all i i have to say is something from what he did when he was 14 years old and now it's still paying the price. So that's what I was getting to. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, uh, that part I'm not familiar with that. It was when he was 14. But, you know, we live in a very messed up world right now. I think that we as a society, unless we're talking about murder or rape or, you know, a very heinous crime. OK, 
I'm talking about like the worst of the worst. I think that we need to acknowledge that there are very few people walking planet Earth that haven't done something stupid as an adolescent. Okay. And I just think that we we paint with a broad brush and we say, geez, this happened with an individual on Twitter or social media when they were 12 years old or 13 or 14 or 15 or 16. And we're now going to hang it over their head for the rest of their life. I think is extremely unfortunate, a very unfortunate. Yeah, he he uh, he got accused of bullying a black uh, schoolmate, and I guess he got uh, he got prosecuted for it. Mitchell Miller, and uh, for he bullied he bullied a classmate at fourteen years old. Right. And, and now because of it, he's not going to have a career in the National Hockey League. And, and again, I mean, exactly. I, I mean, we have to just call it the way it is. So I'm going to call it the way it is. Had that classmate been white, he'd be playing in the NHL. Nobody would have been talking about it. It would have been a non-story, a non-issue. And that because the individual happens to be a person of color, we're now going to judge him differently. That's what's wrong with our society today. I'm telling it's it's ridiculous. I mean. Hell, Grant, like you said, my my juvenile days of being rowdy and you know being called to the principal's office and school and you of know, course, doing, hey, doing we all things. did. We we all we all did, Jeff. You're one hundred percent correct. You're one hundred percent correct. How many of us can raise our hand and say we were perfect, perfect children growing up and we never did anything wrong? I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Grant, it's ridiculous. Okay, all right. I'll tell. I'll let you go, and uh, I love your, love your shows, and I really appreciate it. The other night when you uh, came on after the Kings game, I know it was late for you. It's after midnight, but you had a, a, a your your a, your ratings has got to be better than the post game show with Barnes. That's all I got to say. I would sure hope so. I don't know why the hell anybody would watch him or listen to him. Well, I, I got to give it to you. I and you know what? Just, and, and since you bring up Barnes, how about this? You use the uh, example that you did of a 14-year-old. Think about this for a minute. This guy's kicked out of the National Hockey League, basically, for an incident that happened at 14. And think about all the stupid things uh, and breaking the law that Matt Barnes did as an adult, not an adolescent, not a teenager, not, you know. And, right. and, and I mean, you know, we, we live in a messed up world, man. We live in a messed up society. Yeah, he's probably got some six-figure job now doing what he's doing with the Kings. That's yeah. unbelievable. It's, it's, yep. it's fucking ridiculous. Yes, right. it is. I look forward to your show. Looks forward to your show. Is you going to be together with uh, Jerry tomorrow on YouTube? Yes, three o'clock. Yep. All right. I'll be. I'll be in. I'll be on. I appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Take care. Bye bye. It's an excellent call. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Excellent call. All right, let's get to Antonio. Antonio, how are you today, buddy? Great, Grant. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. Good to hear from you. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I've been, I've been, uh, my schedule conflict, so it's hard to call. I'm on a van pool and I can't talk with all the guys sleeping on the van pool sometimes. So. Oh, no problem. I thought it might have been the 20. I th- and, and I don't worry about you if the Raiders <laughs> lose. No, no, no. Because you know what? I'll tell you something. No, no, no. I really mean this. I'm very serious. I love the fact that you call regardless of whether your team wins or loses. A lot of people, when their team loses, they disappear, not you. And I really uh, appreciate that about you. Well, you know, I wanted to make a point. I wanted to call you Monday, but I said I was on the van pool. Um, so, yeah, we'll get into that real, just a minute for about that. That So they cut they cut Jonathan Ames. And, and I, I, you know what? We, we thought to talk about the Patriot way. We talk, And I think and I, we talked about the last time. I don't know who Mark Davis gets his advice from. I think Marcel Reese is an old running back was like his right hand Don Corleone guy yep. that gave it. And yep. I, I wasn't impressed by that. Don't ask me why I'm not impressed, but I just not impressed by it. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, we talked about Mark. So this, this season has been a catastrophe. Um, but I think if you think about it really deeply, the Raiders have been the three playoff games in 20 something years. I don't know, four, maybe four. This is the norm. Head and say, what the hell's going on? We were going to know they tw- changed 25 players and repeating myself again. But I-, I think this is the norm for the Raiders until somehow Mark Davis is not going to sell it. Why would Mark Davis sell that? It's a gold mine for him now. You, you think Mark Davis is going to sell the team? No, absolutely no chance. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was part of the Raider deal. If they could have possibly stayed in old news, they staying in Oakland. People wanted to invest, but they wanted a little chunk of it. And he didn't want to give it no one penny. So I'm, I'm very frustrated. I think we've finally seen, and you've defended Derek Carr. I've defended Derek Carr. Now people are just attacking Derek Carr. Um, he's a top. 11 to 14 top, top quarterback. He's not good enough to get to, to bring it home, but the defense is horrible. Um, I don't, I don't see, I, I don't, I, I don't see the, any changes. I don't think seem winning another four games, but um, it's been disappointing, Grant. I appreciate it. Thanks very much for the call. It has been disappointing. I mean, it's been, I think they've been the most disappointing team in the NFL this year. I really yeah. do. Yeah, one more real quick, Grant. Um, what was your your quick thoughts on how the Warriors are playing? I, I think you know talent level, you know, with their top three guys, you know, and, you know, and, and we put Wiggins in there. Um, do you think there's something going on in 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 in, um, in San Francisco with yeah. the Warriors at all? No question. They just lost five in a row. They needed a, a Herculean effort from Steph Curry to beat the Kings last night. Yeah, I do. I do think something's wrong. Yeah, I yeah, do. So, Absolutely. Something's, something's cooking. All right, Grant. I'll be I'll be listening. Take care, buddy. All right, Antonio, good hearing from you, bud. Appreciate it. All right, let's move along to uh, Ryan in Sacktown. Hey, Ryan, what's up, buddy? How are you today? Doing all right. How you doing, Grant? I'm doing good, bud. I'm doing well. Well, you know, been uh, pushing my or pushing the numbers into the old Ryan in Sacktown 200 uh, Pick'em computer. I am through yes. week seven. Uh, there are a few people that are going to be excluded because I need to go back and double check on some spreads. Those will be Jay, Amy, and Connor. Um, okay. But I will have those tomorrow for them. 
No problem. As, as we stand right now, and these are the people that have picked all 28 games through seven weeks, bringing up the caboose is none other than Grand Napier at 11 yes. and 17. Yes. Yes. Someone's got to be in the end at the back end. I love that. You got the best view. You get to see everything in the great. background. So you're going to be you the tell I, you, kid. You can tell that I don't spend a lot of time on this. I literally come on and I'm like, oh, God, I got to do my picks today. And I look at the games and I just pick four games. So there we go. There we go. I love that. <laughs> All right, riding coach in the uh, very, very back of the train, we have Brian and Sarah at 13 and 15. Okay. From there, Mr. I remember everything about Grant Napier's life. Mr. Waggis. Mr. Waggis at 14 and 10. Wow. After Mr. Waggis, Mr. Bushshare with that loud laugh, you might have woke somebody up. Antonio at 15 uh-huh. and 13. Okay. And driving the train right now, we have a tie between Jeff and myself at 17 and 11. Okie dokie. Where's, so, uh, where's Jay at? Jay will be coming tomorrow because I got to okay. mine him out of all my uh, texts and everything. Okay. All so, right. No problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we got, we got, we'll be through week nine tomorrow. So these are just preliminary numbers through seven. So we'll have Jay tomorrow, Amy, Connor. Um, and then I'll bring up some of the other ones because not everybody's picked every week. Um, okay. So we'll kind of throw those out there, but it's been fun. Um, I guess here's a question for everybody and a question for you, Grant. Do we want to going forward go off of the spreads as of when you pick, or do we want to go off the final spread um, at kickoff? I don't care. It, whatever's easier for you, it makes no difference to me. Whatever, okay. seriously, whatever is easier for you. I'm doing this just to have fun and, you know, interact with the audience. I'm not really, it doesn't matter to me whether I win or lose or whether I, if I pick a game on a Thursday and the spread changes by a point and because of that, I lose, I don't care. Do whatever's easier for you. All right. Okay. Sounds good. But we are getting hot. I believe it was, let's see. Yeah. Week seven, we had... Myself that went 4-0. We had Antonio that went 4-0. We had Amy that went 4-0. And we also had, let's see, that's it. So we had some 4-0s. So so there were three people that went 4-0. Jeff, we had four. Okay. So what you're telling me is there's still a chance for me to get back. I mean, you just said there were four people that went 4-0. So you're giving me hope. You're giving me uh, a little bit of confidence that, hey, maybe I could go 4-0 this week. So there you go. You just made my day that there's still hope for Grant Napier. Hey, we're just getting warmed up, Grant. You're going to be driving the train by the, by the end of the season probably, buddy. Well, I'll tell you, let's hope not. I'll tell you that. That would not be good. <laughs> so uh, anyways, all right, guys, have a great rest of the night. I don't really have much else to add. Um, last, Other than last night, we've already talked about it. Um, yep. You know, I, that was their best game of the season. Connor wanted consistency. Grant, you wanted consistency. I wanted consistency. Yep. And they 
put themselves in positions to win. And that's all you can do against a world champion. And, you know, the two minute report, it determines referee assignments. But I mean, what's the good of releasing that to the public? It's awful. It's terrible. It's uh, the the league needs to just stop that nonsense. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, like my report card doesn't get posted on the window. I know. You know what I mean? I know. It's terrible. Said terrible. It's absolutely awful. Terrible. All right, buddy. Well, have a great night. Talk to you soon. You too. Thanks for your work. Appreciate that. All right. Appreciate you doing all that. It's a pain in the ass. And I'm glad that Ryan is doing that. I sure as hell wouldn't want to do it. All right. Let's get to uh, Peter. Peter, welcome to uh, Listen App. Good to have you on, Peter. How are you today? I'm good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, man. What can I do for you? Sorry, I'm joining late um, and I I missed yesterday. Um, Is it okay if I uh, ask you a few Miami Dolphin questions? Sure. Um. Just as a fan of that team, inherited from my father and watching uh, Dan Marino, which was, you know, yep. a pleasure. they've just, they've been in hell pretty much every season ever since then. Um, seeing them this season is, is like a, like, who is this team? Like, what is this? Like, they're, they're, they're coming from behind. They're, they're winning. Uh, Tua had, I think, two games in a row where he threw three touchdowns each game with no interceptions. Um he looks accurate. They, the coaching staff looks very confident in him, letting him air the ball out sometimes, which I think he needs to do a better job of, especially with Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill looks like he's backpedaling a few times on those throws. Um, what concerns me with the team is their their defense at the beginning of the game. It's uh, like against the Lions, the first three drives, they scored touchdowns, and it's like, uh, they're not going to win this one. Um, but they came back and they, they won it. Um, is that kind of going to be the key for them the rest of the season is getting their defense? I think so. No question. You know, I think getting Bradley Chubb last week was a very good move for them. I, I was very impressed with them going for it. Here's the biggest issue. And I talked about this, by the way, before the season began. Okay. So I, I'm not just talking about this now. This is something that I noticed when the schedule came out. And I think that the... Dolphins, and I said this, I said, when they get to December, they either better be in first place or very close to being in first place. And we're not in December yet, but we can see it. Here's the part that made me skeptical of them being very successful this year. On December 5th, they're at San Francisco. The following week, they're at the Chargers. The following week, they're at Buffalo. All right. And then they're home yep. against Green Bay. Now, when the schedule came out, I thought the Green Bay game would be a very difficult game. Obviously, Green Bay is terrible. So but but so things change. Then they're at New England to start the new year on January 2nd. And then they host the Jets. When the schedule came out, I didn't think that the Patriots game or the Jets game. I thought the Patriots game would be challenging because it's a divisional game and because it is in New England in January. I didn't think the Jets would be where they're at now. So think about this. I'm going to go over this again. At the Niners to start December, at the Chargers, at Buffalo, home Green Bay, at New England, home against the Jets. Other than Green Bay, that is a murderous schedule, and I'm skeptical about them surviving that schedule. Yeah, no, I agree. I was talking to my dad about it, and I'm like, the Niners, that's going to be a tough one. Their defense is really good. Um, Of course. You know, we'll see how they are, you know, against the Dolphins offense. But I think they have to they have to take two 
out of those three divisional games. They, if you no beat Buffalo, then you got to either beat the Patriots or the Jets. If you lose to Buffalo, you got to beat both of them. Well, here's the other deal. All right. Um, you know, Josh Allen and his elbow, right? So, you know, they're, they're, that's why it's very difficult. And I probably, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. I just did it. It's very challenging in the NFL to look that far ahead because things change because of injuries, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Tua, Tua could take another hit and be out for the season. Yep. Be like, oh, yep, well, they're done. But yep. it's just, it, it's fun as a Miami fan. They, they've just played some pretty entertaining football, at least. Um, you know, you watch that comeback with the Ravens, and it was just like, what in the world? They just threw for four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. That's, you know, that's insane. Like, yep. Back in the day, Miami, is you'd be lucky if they let the quarterback throw for more than 10 yards every throw because they were just playing yep. everything safe because they had no confidence in their quarterback. And whether it was the talent or just, you know, it was the coaching, whatever it was, I'm just I'm happy to see them get to uh, run the offense a little bit. Just just go for it. Like, you know, you have to put pressure down deep if you want to get those short passes. If you're only doing short passes, you're not going to get anything long. Well, again, if if Allen does have that serious elbow injury, and I'm still waiting for a final confirmation like everybody else, that could mm-hmm. turn the entire AFC upside down. Oh, absolutely, because Buffalo looked like the ones that were going to win that division for sure. Absolutely. Yep. Well, well listen, Peter, it's good. It's good here. I really appreciate you taking the time to call the show. Thank no, you very much. I appreciate you having your shows. Thank you for doing it for us. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Good stuff right there from Peter. Yeah, I mean, if Josh Allen, if that if, if that elbow is, you know, where he's going to need Tommy John, uh, wow, he's going to need that type of surgery. Again, we're still waiting. Which, by the way, I don't think it's a good sign. Just just so you know. All right, um, I have to get ready for uh, an interview that I'm recording here at uh, the top of the hour. So I'm going to wrap this show up. I just want to thank everyone. Tomorrow, Open Forum Wednesday, we'll have our fantasy football roundtable. Same time, and then tomorrow at 3 o'clock Pacific over on my YouTube live channel, Jerry Reynolds, and then following the Cavaliers-Kings game, I'll be back on YouTube live. You make it a good rest of the day, and thank you very much, everyone. So long.